What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I'm here this week with my man, Tristan Barracks, the god. I'm just joking. <laughs> What's up? It's, What's up? It's already going to be that kind of, uh, exactly, kind of podcast. Exactly. Roll the intro. <laughs> welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. All right, man, what's going on? Not too much, man. I'm really excited to be a part of the podcast. I mean, this is like, what, like history in the making? This history is... <laughs> in the making. <laughs> this only took like three years to happen. And the joke know? is, like, you know what, before we get started with anything, go ahead and hit pause and go to the digital storyteller uh, on Instagram or Tristan Barracks on Instagram just to see what we're talking about today. Sometimes you need a reference of who this person is if it's you're just doing the audio. The digital storyteller. Yeah. Uh, TristanBarracks.com. Yeah. So that way, you, at least you get a sense of who uh, we're talking to and all that kind of stuff. So Tristan is a absolute uh, creative when it comes to his work ethic and um, his ideas and the way he processes. Um, That's including and, my workspace. It's totally a creative space. Like, yeah. it's, 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 like nobody else can function in my workspace except me because I'm creative. Yeah. Uh, Tristan, <laughs> I'm going to let you do your own intro. Introduce yourself. What do you do uh, for a living? Wow. And yeah. what would, how would you describe? your work yeah i mean i am i'm a digital storyteller i'm passionate about um telling uh human centric mm. um human driven uh stories and and that's really the uniqueness i bring to the table everything else i'm okay at you know i'm pretty good at shooting i'm pretty good at editing i'm pretty good at color correction i'm pretty good at directing um but i am really good my my secret sauce is story and um when people look at my work i want people to feel inspired. I want people to get, gain a level of access uh, to a different perspective. And overall, I want people to, to become better, you know, better people. You know, I, I usually liken like the idea of this sort of process to the way I felt um, when I watched um, um, Moonlight, you know, a few mm -hmm. years ago by, by Barry Jenkins, the amazing director out I'm of Miami. I'm not going to say that I've I've, I haven't seen it because yeah. I haven't. Which it's on my Netflix list, and it's very wrong. It's not wrong. Even on Netflix, though. That's the thing. I don't think it's on Netflix not anymore. It got removed. I'm, it probably got removed. It's too artsy for Netflix. Um, but but that being said, it's a really good film, and it and it tackles topics that I never experienced, right. and and that I growing up you know, lifestyles that I wasn't necessarily um, encouraged to indulge in, right? And But yet still that that film and that piece of art moved me. Wow. And it moved me to see the world in a different way. So, you know, I, I hope that I have that effect. My work has that yeah, effect. Yeah, 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 and that's, yeah. that's ultimately what it is. Um, I got to preface also before we even get even further in that Tristan is what I would call um, a podcast type guest or or i would call him even rather a uh a barber i don't even know what, what that means <laughs> yeah so you know when you go to the barber and yeah. you hear any type of conversation oh absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, how to talk to girls yeah. politics conspiracy theory <laughs> tristan is that in the creative space if we wanted to have a technical podcast we could talk about gear yeah we could talk about you know lenses and cameras uh if we want to talk a philosophical podcast we can talk about creativity at its roots and what does it mean we can talk about black excellence and people in the arts and what does that mean if we want to talk about anything we 
could have had any wow. conversation. I th- thank you. Between, I appreciate between that. the two of us, we could have had any conversation <laughs> this uh, on this episode. It's like when you're at the barbershop, you you can hear any type of story. I appreciate that. Sports. I appreciate that. We could talk about anything. So it's really um, yeah. I, I had to like think in my head. Okay, what are we really going to to <laughs> Tackle. Uh, show? You know the audience uh, when we're actually recording this podcast. Uh, I, I don't want to say the word podcast anymore on this podcast show Uh, (laughs) but i really want to tackle you know perception versus reality Mm. and what does it really like remember the meme on facebook and on instagram like a couple years ago that it was like what my friends think i do what my mom thinks i does and like what i actually do yeah exactly uh and you know it's like for the generation coming up now i feel like creative um spaces are very uh, very saturated, but yet, if you're unique, if you are talented, yeah. and you're willing to do what no one else is doing, you can yeah. still make room in that. Um, and people, you know, we're growing up in an era where young people can actually say, "Hey, I'm, I want to be a, a YouTuber," without maybe understanding what that necessarily means. Yeah. And it's like, so you have this idea, but are you ready to do the work that it does? That it, you know, like the same thing for our generation, yeah. we could have grown up and never have assumed that you can say, "Hey, I want to be a gamer," but now it's a reality. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so much that you kind of touched on there. I think the, the first question is kind of like perception versus reality, and I think, I think the first thing about perception, especially when it comes to the creative space, is understanding that that your perspective or your perception of yourself. Right. Because before you can even shape anybody else's perception of you, you got to figure out, like, who are you? Like, what are you? I remember before I even, you know, brought up this whole digital storytelling thing and blah, 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 blah. I had a conversation with a photographer friend of mine. Uh, Big up to uh, Martin Brown photographer. Martin Brown. He brought me over to his house and he's like, Tristan, like, how would you describe yourself? Like when you go into a room. Right. Like, how do you describe yourself? And I was like, oh, no, I do video. I don't know. Photography. He's like, yeah, but like, that's not what you do. You do so much more. And like, I was like, well, I do storytelling like but using digital platforms like digital storytelling and that's literally how it started right and and um from there what i realized was the power of labeling and naming yourself but then also the power of shaping your vocabulary um very true for your brand very true because because and this is something that i i I find with a lot of creatives that they struggle with is that they just want to be known as a dope creative they just want to be known as that creative that does that type of photography or that type of painting or that type of digital art but they don't want to be known as a uh, um a person that that has created the currency of their own vocabulary wow okay uh, uh, a lot of bigger brands do this and yeah. a lot of growing brands don't yes so if you want to grow and keep the pace in your growth yes you you have to have specific language yes that identifies exactly what you do and the ideals that you represent yes it's, especially when you think of everyone always compares stuff to like apple you know mm-hmm. like in terms of peak design peak marketing um and approach think different it just works yep. they use very specific language um, where people used to always say made in china or made in taiwan they're like 
designed in California. So not <laughs> in a big, country, yeah. but in a state. Yeah. And it's not made in, it's designed in. And, you know, they're very specific in the way that they approach how and what we people perceive us and the way we're going to speak about certain things. So people always talk about maybe the words uh, that, that are used. Like for yourself, you always, you know, Create what you see. Yeah. You know, yeah. the digital storyteller. You're wearing one of your shirts right yeah. now. It says dope on it. Get the merch while you can now. Spring collection coming through. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Town Tees. Shout out to Town Tees. <laughs> I'm supposed to give you their contact, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> the merch is coming, but I, I feel like I gotta get the 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 awareness still growing in terms of what we're doing. But that's that and I know yeah. we can tangent on so many yeah. things, you know what I mean? Because I know I've told you before, I'm done wearing other people's yeah, absolutely, brands. Absolutely. You know because it, get, it doesn't speak my language. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't represent your brand. It doesn't like, represent what like, I do. And, and the thing is, you you are a giant billboard. I, uh, uh, how many of us grew up um, seeing all of the, like growing up in community, seeing all those like realtors or like right. local businesses with all those stupid like signs plastered on, on, <laughs> the on the bench under cars. And you were like, that's so stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Until you need a car. Yes. Until you need you a know, insurance, a, a realtor, Sandy life Kennedy. insurance, all this sort of stuff, right? <laughs> um, um, cars for kids, whatever else, yeah. right? <laughs> Until you need those things, 100%. all of those, those cheesy 100%. marketing um, strategies don't really work for you, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, you, we have the same responsibility for our business. How much more? Because a lot of us as creatives are our business we are our hr departments we are 100%. our marketing departments we are our creative departments our ceos so we need to have a good strategy yeah we have to have a way to put ourselves out there that cuts through so like yeah. everyone knows this now like you know it used to be easy to grow on youtube because there wasn't as many search results yeah. um and now youtube is quite saturated, not meaning that you can't do work on there. It just means mm -hmm. you need to be more diligent on staying on there for a longer period mm -hmm. of time and providing content that people actually want. We're seeing the same thing right now with TikTok, where it's lots of views, lots of reach. But what does that mean? So we don't know yet. Yeah. We yeah. don't right now we're in the beginning phases. But I'm saying like it's it's not as cluttered so everyone can get all the views. Yeah. So we're gonna see how that morphs and everything. But in any platform that you're in, you know it, things are every I call it noise. It's loud right now on the mm -hmm. internet. Everybody has platforms. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to say or do something. So you have to find a unique way to how do I cut through all the noise and present what I'm trying to share. And like we just said, be on the top of people's minds. Yeah. So being on all on all on all of that. But but I also think that that one of the giant things that have helped that has helped me in terms of my brand building um, as a creative and and really the awareness and and standing out from yeah. the, the crowd is actually going to the crowd meaning right, right. meaning you know we're so in this digital age we have so much reach but then we we sometimes neglect our local reach for you know or we for, forfeit our local reach for our global reach meaning okay, okay. meaning meaning there are networking events. There are opportunities where you can meet with 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 clients or potential clients. You can right. work with like volunteer. Analog. Yeah, analog. Like like the, like there's a thing called volunteering. <laughs> yes. And, and working with initiatives that align with your business, IRL. your brand, and nine times out of ten, you're going to meet some sort of make some sort of it's connection so and meet some sort of person that's going to lead you into your next gig, your next opportunity, your next um, revenue generating um, sort of project. So true. So okay. Do 
all of that now because we've gone to networking events together. Yes. We've gone to conventions together. We've done all that type and, of and stuff. And again, can we just throw out the, 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 the thing, the caveat? We're not networking networkers in the sense of like no. the traditional sense. And when I say networking events, do your research, do your homework, yeah. <laughs> and go to events that that will that will speak to the audience you're trying to attract. Hundred percent. Don't if you're not into real estate, don't go to real estate or, no. or insurance broker no. um, networking events. No. Right? Unless you have an angle, then you're going to be wasting yeah. your time. I just went to an event um, the last day of, of Black History Month, the 29th. We get that every four years, right? Yes, or something yes. like that. We get one every day in Oprah <laughs> And and um, it was a filming event, a black film, uh, b- black filmmakers. So we had people like um um. Uh, RT, who, okay. who just uh, launched his new uh, streaming show nice. called um, uh, Utopia on on yes, uh, yes. CBC Gem and on Hulu Plus. Wow! So like he was there. He's telling certain things. I was able to meet him. I was able to meet other producers and other directors. But you would never do that if if you're just staying and and, and hitting up people in DMs. Uh, yeah, the DM culture is very. I want before we get into that, I want to come back to the DM culture because I feel like there's a this can tie into what we're really trying to yeah. talk about. So th- is this what you thought the, this role would be in your life? Like you know you've been in this in this for how long now? Uh, um, full time. It, so full time it'll be five years this and fall. Then, and what about part time hustle? Like before part time hustle. I mean, I started doing this part time. Uh, from the time I came out of school, so that's twenty uh, uh, two thousand seven. Yeah, so I'm I'm almost going on thirteen, fourteen years somewhere around. Yeah, there. yeah. So, is when you first had the idea of you at mm-hmm. your age now, is this what you thought it would be? Um, if you can go back and tell your younger yeah. self at the beginning, what yeah. what would you tell him about the the road that you were about to uh, journey on? I would I would say I would say to him. Um, invest in 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 gear and education sooner faster quicker right. um make quicker decisions right um oh and that's and, really and, good. and and make quicker mistakes yep and learn. continue to make quicker successes as well yeah so so you know we have this habit of like freezing in terms of making decisions it's like i never then, freeze yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the thing is bart is like you know, when we finally make the decision, whether it's like to invest in the camera or to, you know, invest in the software to run our business. Yes. We're like, oh, my God, why didn't I do this like why two years ago? ago? Right. And and it's like and my dad always says this. And I say to my wife, I say, listen, we can, let's spend money because we can always make the money back. We can't make the time back. Right. So, right. You're so wasting I would so much, much rather spend money on things that will help me run my business quicker, get me to my my goal a lot quicker and faster than spend the time. Yeah. You see, this is the the conversation that I have constantly with myself where mm-hmm. it's like, OK, is what what lessons should I be learning now that mm-hmm. 10 years from now I'm going to be like, oh. I'm so thankful I did it this yeah. way, right? Because I'm like, when I think back ten like years not ago, not giving up on TikTok, which I need to get, jump back on. I, yeah, I, I posted like two things, and it's, <laughs> and it's the wrong things, anyways. But I feel like I'm still doing like research on that. Yeah. But really, what I'm saying is like we're pushing our um, our flow of how well we learn skills, mm-hmm. deploy skills, and evaluate skills. I feel it needs to be faster because the trends are moving faster. Yeah. Um, how fast musically turned into to TikTok, there was another name of the app before it became TikTok, and then it then jumps into how fast can you deploy something actionable on TikTok, and then see results and evaluate to see okay, what do I need to adjust? So these are like real skills, and this is what I mean by perception versus reality. Yeah, I never thought uh, when I when I came out of design school that I would have to work so hard at strategy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. 
calculating my behavior and my movements online is basically like everything that I do now. You know what I mean? So I have an employee who does a lot of the design work. I have people that I lean on to help me develop and launch websites. But in terms of my presence and acquiring new leads for clients, it requires a lot of preparation and time on what am I actually going to do on LinkedIn and on Twitter? Because that's to me, that's where I get most of my business anyways, versus what am I going to do on TikTok, which is this new wild wild west where everyone so supposedly can get views but can i get money like can i can i make well, sales on it so can, i'm trying can I, can to I, evaluate can i speak to that because i i, I think you know I, I listen to people like gary v and other people and stuff like that and, and i i love gary v i think he has a lot of valuable information 100 but i also think that that he's learning um and 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 evolving as a, as a individual in this space as well as we are, and I think sometimes he's his okay advice, with being wrong. Yeah, like his and advice. He accepts it. Yeah, that, that's what I noticed with him is like his advice is like you know it, it may be right today and wrong tomorrow. Hundred percent. Right, and and I think that we all got to take everybody's advice, even our advice, with a grain of salt, right? So even when I look at like a TikTok and I look at Instagram and I look at Facebook or whatever else, you got to look at. What what is the end goal for you? Mm-hmm. What is the culture and what are what is the target audience that you're trying to mm-hmm. attract, right? Um, and then that should shape what you invest your time in because we only have limited twenty four hours in a day, right? One hundred and sixty eight hours in a week. Let me tell you, like I, I, I understand it on a on a very fundamental level what TikTok is. Um, I'm still really trying to say, okay, you know what? How do I now monetize this? Because I'm I refuse to to you know, get into sort of like the, the renegade, black hole. Renegade. I refuse renegade. to get into the black hole that, that once was Instagram where it was like, hey, let's just throw everything to Instagram and then all of a sudden the algorithm changes and your whole business model yeah. is wrecked, right? Which, I think that is which important. you know as a young company, yeah. they are going to change the yeah, algorithm. Absolutely. They're going to change the um, uh, the pathway for businesses yeah. and people that actually, like us who are marketers, yeah. um, who are trying to get uh, uh, conversions on our own platforms. So they're going to change all of that. And that's why I meant when I'm like, I never thought you know, that as somebody coming out of design school, this is what I would be doing. <laughs> Evaluating yeah. platforms to see how much time I should invest or work should I invest into it because I want to know, you know, what is my return going to be if I yeah. start posting on it. I just started taking LinkedIn seriously like less than a year ago. Oh, and it's, and it's phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So, I'm, I, I, again, that was one of those things where I did did what I just said. I calculated for a while and watched it. Mm-hmm. And I posted one thing and I see the engagement that I got. And then, okay, let me try posting regularly for like six months. And I did that. And now I'm starting to see the benefits of it because I post specifically for it yeah. and Twitter specifically as well. And that's where I see my best results. It's not on Facebook or on Instagram. So everyone has to find what is your thing. But I'm always interested in like how this new generation of pseudo creatives will perceive what our work is because we're already the old people in the room how they will perceive that in going forward and what does that mean for them because I feel like they see it a little bit easier my camera phone is amazing I can technically just shoot whatever I want and post it to YouTube I can technically just get you know um, there's apps now you can just have anchor on your phone and just talk to your phone but it's it's like it's like with anything right I mean I can I can get a hamburger from McDonald's (laughs) or I can get a gourmet hamburger from Burger Priest or from somewhere else where you're paying 30 bucks right so so you have to know 
what audience you're trying to attract 100%. and what product or service you're trying to create. And and that's the thing. Like, like there's no shame in being McDonald's. McDonald's has saturated the market. And they, and they, they have know brand, what they are. And they know what they are. I don't want to be McDonald's. I, I don't I don't want to I, I don't have the capacity, first of all, to be McDonald's, to be on every corner and to be on every web channel and web stream. You but I also me. the values, the core values of McDonald's for me as a creative don't represent the brand that I'm trying to create. Right. Mm. I'm, I'm so even when I when I look at certain platforms, I got to measure that up against what my brand is. My brand is storytelling. Yeah. Right. Um, TikTok is a great storytelling platform for people that want 15 seconds of just something funny or a release. My storytelling is not necessarily 15 seconds. It's a challenge. And I think it's it's something that I would love to take on and, and see how it can be creative. But I also have to understand, like, you know, how much time do I actually want to invest in a YouTube, especially at this point where YouTube is like is 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 highly restrictive and high uh, is very hard to break through as well with your audience. So it's really understanding like, you know, you're a graphic designer slash, you know, um, content creator slash, you know, creative director. What does that what do those skills and that brand? How does how does that land on the other platforms? Yeah. Those are the things that you have to ask yourself. You can't just say I'm going to go on this platform because it's hot right now. That's great, but then you have to retrace your steps and see if that's where your audience is. Right, and that's exactly the dilemma I feel um, young creatives have. They just want to be on whatever is hot. Um, and I'm like, so you, you're, the reality, the perception is just just get the views. Yeah, the absolutely. Rea- the reality is what happens now that, that you have the views. Because yeah. if I click on a lot of these, I, I use TikTok for entertainment, but I also use it for research. I've, I'm still deciding how I'm going to use it. So I click on these people that have really popular videos, mm. and I want to see, okay, how many followers do you have? It's 11. They got they got they got three point five million absolutely. views with absolutely. eleven followers. So you have a, you have a product, not a business. Yeah, absolutely. So once the skew is done, once your video is done, how do you then um, get that to to uh, uh, convert in a way that's meaningful to your business? But 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 that's the thing. Like I think I think the vi- the viral nature of social media um, encourages people to create content which then feeds the social media beast, right. but it doesn't actually feed them. Right. And, and and so so the trick is, how do I now leverage these giant, in some ways, free platforms? I don't consider social it's media flat, free, free, free free. platform. <laughs> Here's the thing. Anything that's taking my time is actually mo- the most expensive platform or yeah. most expensive thing that I have to spend money on because I can't make back time. And I can't how much time do you spend producing for social media? Exactly. It and, takes and, a while. And I had to kind of have a conversation with myself and say, hey, Tristan, like, do you do you want to be social media rich and real life poor, or do you want to be real life rich and social media okay or poor, or whatever right. you want to say? Like, listen, I have like maybe two thousand followers on Insta, and I'm totally okay with that. You know why? Because I'm no like, blue, I mean, no blue check mark, no verification, <laughs> no, and, and that's okay with me. Um, because I understand sort of the culture and what I'm trying to build. Right. Right. Ultimately, you have to know what your voice is. I mean. Going back to younger creatives and even creatives in in our space, like in our age group, I think the biggest thing that I, I always want to see is like, what are you trying to say? What is your voice? Right. What 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 is it? What is it that drives you, that motivates you, that inspires you to create what you create? Mm. Because that will stand the test of time. 
throwaway content yep. will not stand, stand yep. the test of time. Yeah, I think with our generation, or I think us specifically, you had your father. Um, I think I, I idolized a lot of design stuff that I saw, you know, in the industry that I was in, in coming in school, um, editorial style stuff. And that's kind of like was my inspiration. I'm like, I want to, you know, one day, one day I'll be a great designer <laughs> and I'll yes. be doing this and the other. Where You know what I mean? Where, where your dad was a photographer and that kind of inspired that that again you hit it on the nail and this is where i keep driving back i'm like the younger generation i really genuinely feel their motivation is just views mm-hmm. so i'm like it's not deep enough there's no substance to the uh metrics mm-hmm. so the metrics are supposed to be an indication of of uh, uh, uh the the substance itself so it's like if you have good views you must be having decent content but then what you're talking about is saying, well, before the content, what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. So purpose, yeah. content, and then the metrics where I feel like they don't care about the purpose. Yeah. Whatever will get me, whatever content will get me the metrics, that's where I want to be. And I'm not saying this to generalize, you know, Gen Z or millennials, yeah. whatever it is. We're quasi-millennials anyways. It's it's more of a question of what can we um, collectively maybe help people who are listening to this, Mm. how can we get them to think about this differently so that they're not just clout chasing? Because there's so much clout chasing. I feel like everyone just wants the verified check mark just to be verified because... Well, because it's a a sense of affirmation, right? We want to, especially for artists, we want to be understood, embraced, and and affirmed right yeah like in 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 our space that like what we're doing is great or good or or making a change and i think you know it's really important to to manage the 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 platform and the circles that you have at the beginning of your development right like like make a lot like i said before that's why i said you know be quicker your decisions, make a lot of mistakes, and right. then also make a lot of have a lot of successes, right? Because you'll learn from that. The more mm-hmm. you do it, mm-hmm. you get you're getting through and, and doing your ten thousand hours. You'll be better at whatever it is that you're passionate about. And and here here's the thing: you could be really really dope. You could be maybe like a micro like um, influencer, a micro documentary, yeah, whatever yeah. filmer or creative. Find and your that's tribe. Fine. Find your tribe. Find the language and vocabulary vocabulary of it of that brand, and then communicate that constantly. Communicate that to build that tribe. And then when you are like growing in your business now, how do you balance like the nature um, of your industry? You do a lot of commercial slash brand work in terms of mm-hmm. uh, videography, and you also do um, wedding from uh, of photography and videography. That requires a lot of travel. That requires a lot of um, shoot days or um, even like local traveling, but also international traveling as well. So it requires you to be always away. How do you, is this what you envisioned, what you wanted to be doing? I, you know, I, I growing up, I, I didn't really, I didn't really know. I, I knew what I wanted to do, which was I wanted to be in front of the camera, mm-hmm. but Ultimately, really, that was really just an expression of the fact that I love to, to tell stories. Right. Um, so really, it didn't matter if I was in front or behind the camera. I knew that I wanted to tell stories. I always had that sort of budding interest. Um, in terms of traveling and seeing the life that I, like, seeing the life that I'm having now, I, I, I saw a glimpse of it. 
Like I just saw independence and I saw, mm-hmm. you know, me being creative and getting paid to be creative because I saw so many other people. Like I worked at, at the Apple store, um, both in Sherry Gardens and Square One in Toronto for seven plus years, seven wow. and a half years combined. When I was at Sherry Gardens, I was a creative. And for those of you that don't know what the creative position is, it's just a, cre- a position that was there before where it taught people how to use right. software, Apple software and computers. 100%. I would have film directors that are making documentaries that were that were playing in TIFF. I would have uh, DPs. I would have I would have software engineers come in and be oh my getting gosh. taught by me in terms of how to use their Mac, how to use Final Cut Pro, how to use Motion, how to use all this stuff. So talk about frustration, right? Yeah, you got Thinking like it, if you're there, why can't I be there? You know what I mean? Right. So so it was really just about getting that extra push. And 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 having the courage to say, you know, what, I'm going to bet on myself and spend that the same amount of resources in terms of time that I gave to Apple and to Peel and to other places, and putting it into my own brand and into my own dream. Yep, because I feel like you know when I was still um, working a nine to five, and I'm envisioning my life as a. Uh, 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 entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it in the sense of it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. It's going to be easy. Well, not easy necessarily, but it's going to be so much liberty and so much independence. Yeah. And then the way that it works, if people, I know people say this all the time, but it is true. Being an entrepreneur is way more work than you envision. Absolutely. Um, just because the amount of hats you have to wear and Absolutely. the level of stress you need to manage constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly is the of your emotions of of of, yeah. of the clients' emotions, expectations of, yeah, of your yeah. family, expectations yeah. of your clients, and it's and it's it's the difference of you want to know what the real difference is between a entrepreneur or a startup versus a nine to five. The difference is the continual um, stress. Yeah, you are constantly either working or managing yeah. your stress levels because the work doesn't really, there's no like, oh, punch my clock and you know the, some big old bird <laughs> yells like it's Flintstones and yeah. I go and they go, all right, I'm home now, Wilma, all that type of stuff, right? Like, so from growing into this, you know, in terms of what, again, I'm going, I'm going back to that meme that I keep thinking in my head, what people think I do versus what I actually do. <laughs> you know, people yeah. think that when they think of a filmmaker, oh, all I do is travel all the time, yeah. get paid boatloads of money and get to be at home in my pajamas it's like that's actually quite inaccurate because you're also a father well you're also a husband you also have responsibilities you still have to be your taxes you still got to do all these other things but bart i I put it this way right and this is something i used to always share with my wife until she got it she understood because she's what i call a nine to fiver sort of a classic nine to fiver um, her parents grew up working one in the medical or Which health. Which is not wrong. Yeah. If you are yeah. if you are satisfied by <laughs> great. punching out, yeah. then do your jam. Do yeah. your thing. And, and I totally agree with you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, working in government sector or public sector. That's what her parents did. But she had sort of a mentality where it's like, well, why can't you just unplug? And I'm like, no, you, you don't understand. When you're a nine to fiver, you're plugging into something. Yeah. When you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> you're you the are thing. you the are thing. the thing. You're you the are thing. the outlet. So people are people are plugging into you. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And 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 that's a totally different way of seeing yes. the world. Totally different way of 100%. seeing business. Totally different way of 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 managing your time and managing your oh, yeah. your your resources. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It. I, I genuinely think that uh, uh, people, as much as we do say it, people. Um, 
I wish it was the way people could experience it without like having to do it. Because yeah. that's something I talk to my wife all the time because she's always like, why can't you just like let it go? Yeah, no, you, you <laughs> can't. I'm like, there's no you, letting you, it go. There, <laughs> because there, here's the thing. There, there, so when, when my wife leaves her job, right, she's in the HR department, she doesn't have to worry about, even when she's at work, she doesn't have to worry about marketing. She doesn't have to worry right. about health and safety. Right. She doesn't have to worry about um, uh, payroll. She doesn't have to worry about um, overtime hours. She doesn't have to worry about mm-hmm. uh, sexual, well, that's part of her sexual harassment is part of her job. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's, maybe she's but she doesn't have to worry about, 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 about <laughs> it, like, like stock restocking and right. all this other stuff, currencies, blah, blah, blah. All she has to worry about is her role and her yep. department, her job, right? And she has a manager that has a larger responsibility, right? right? And even he us, gets to go home. Yeah. And, even they, <laughs> and everything gets taken care of. So you can go home, unplug, not think about it because somebody else is taking care of another part of it. Yeah. But when you're an entrepreneur, especially a creative, you know, a freelancer, you don't have the benefit of the doubt. And that's why it's really important to to understand about how to level up and and how to grow your business <laughs> to a place where you're not in your business but you're working on your business. Yes, I, I want to end on this one last thing that we're talking about: yeah. uh, uh, perception versus reality. Talk about let's let's talk about winding up and winding down. Yes, because there's like you said, there's no on switch and off switch, no. but there is a ramp that gets you. I got to get my crap together because there's a lot of stuff coming up yeah. right now. And then there's also time that I got to bring it down a little bit. Yeah. Spend some more time at home, recharge myself, uh, connect with my family, do the stuff at home that I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a famous speaker and author called T.D. Jakes who talks a lot about say you can't miss anything twice. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you if you had an appointment with your kids and you miss, OK, you missed one. You can't miss back to back. Yeah. So, yeah, you know right. what I mean? So how do I ramp up for busy times and how do you ramp down for when it's like I need to start to recharge? I wow. think we could kind of talk about I need you know, to use that rule more because that that definitely is something that you don't really yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah, like yeah. start and stop like a <laughs> yeah. like a cassette player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we just wind up and wind down. There's always a base level. I'm yeah. still gonna check emails. Who am I really kidding? <laughs> People are like, don't check your email the first when you first wake up. Listen, Come when on I now. wake up, email, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Automatically now. Automatic. I, I, I'm, it's crack. Okay. But it just is. It's motor Listen, skills. You have your cigarettes. You have your lattes. Exactly. I have my stuff. Don't worry about it. We all have our thing and we just need to be okay with it. But yeah. like like I'm saying, like there ha- you just have to know when, when am I actually just going to bring it down a little bit like so I can chill and spend <laughs> exactly. more time at home or maybe take care of some stuff that I really want to take care of. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So what was the question there? I don't even know if there's a question there. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm saying the question is because um, everything to me is in the context of, yeah, of, of the balance uh, or yeah. work-life balance. Oh. First of all, there is no work-life balance. I no. just want to just throw it out there. There are... Um, there's this idea that you can have work-life balance. There just, is none. Just to understand, yeah. for everything, when you think of a scale of balance, everything needs to be stationary. Yes. When is anything in your life stationary for it to balance Never. out on a scale? It, 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 it's extremes. I, I live my life in extremes. Um, first of all, I'm an artist, so artists are extreme. Yeah, this guy's going to cut his beard about yeah, a I mean, second like, right now. Yeah, I know. Like, I'll just <laughs> be bald one day. Um, but, but, but the reason why I say that is because you know, sometimes you'll be a really amazing father and be a terrible, um, a terrible employee for your business or yeah. a business owner, right? Other days you'll be an amazing, you know, cinematographer and you'll be a terrible friend, right? Right. Other days you'll be a great husband and you'll drop the ball on your accounting and your taxes. 
the reality is is that we this is the reality we live in and that's okay like you said before as long as you excuse me as long as you are aware of it you have self-awareness and you don't drop the ball twice yeah you can't you drop the same yeah. thing twice no you can't drop the same thing twice and you have to be committed to creating an an environment and an eco uh, um ecosystem that that will acknowledge your shortcomings and support you where you need that okay, support that's awesome like you have to acknowledge yeah. where you are at to know what you should be doing self-awareness you have to have self-awareness yeah i think creativity require if you are a creative you are um subject to the crazy extremes like mm-hmm. you like we just said but at the same time if you're not self-aware in the context of your entire life yeah then it can be a little bit detrimental uh, i i don't know like I, I think about this conversation all the time and that's why i wanted you yeah. specifically because we could have easily talked about uh <laughs> films and movies yeah, all that sort of stuff. i just yeah, watched yeah. knives out which is a fan- which yeah, is a, which is I a heard about that. which is it's like a uh a master class on cinematography okay i, I gotta check it out it, i rented it, I paused it about seven it's million RDL? times, um, it, like on whatever. Oh, on, wow. like I, I rented it on Google on, okay. or on Apple TV or I'll something. Check popcorn, popcorn but anyway, I'm just saying we could have had we could have had any conversation, but I wanted to have this specific conversation just because the age that we're, we're living in, man, yeah. it's just so wild yeah. that platforms can launch and not even be be profitable, but so many people are already there spending all their time there, and we have car companies that have still not. I mean, look at Tesla. Tesla hasn't made any. Profit. They haven't made profit, they haven't yeah. made profit and they're they have a thousand dollars stock or something like yeah. that. That's ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, the coronavirus probably has more more stock. Okay, it's okay. probably more valuable. And with that, <laughs> as, as, as uh, Jeremy Clarkson would say, and with that bombshell, <laughs> we're gonna end the podcast right here. Tristan, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you real quick on yes, social. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you can find me at Tristan Barracks. That is T R I S T A N B A R R O C K S. Bar and Rocks. That's my last name. Um, you can find me on any of those social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, um, TikTok. no TikTok I'm there, I'm just it's terrible but I'm there, YouTube, <laughs> all those are areas, um, if you want to hit me up please hit me up at Tristan uh, or sorry, Tristan at TristanBarracks.com or if you want to check out my um, recent work uh, go to TristanBarracks.com and uh, connect with me there and see some of my, my films and some of the other stuff that I'm working on, I'm also doing a lot of um, uh, local things within the local Toronto area. Hello. We actually just did um, a photo walk, which was amazing. Um, we, we worked with some uh, amazing creatives, and we're going to have another one at the end of March. So look out for that on the website. Wicked, guys. All right, thanks for listening into the More Life podcast. I will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>